Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. If you spend time on Instagram, you know that when you see that blue check mark next to someone's picture, they're legit, right? Well, not so fast, because according to new reporting from ProPublica, verification may not always be what it seems. The newsroom released an investigation last week exposing a scheme where low-level influencers used fake musician accounts to fool Instagram into verifying their profiles. It may seem trivial, but the plan was big business for the schemers and the influencers who used it. Here to tell us more about their investigation is ProPublica reporter Craig Silverman. Let's start with how you first learned about this bizarre scheme and what led you to want to investigate further. Well, I uh, often uh, hear from sources who are kind of in touch with some of the uh, the shadier parts of social media. And someone came to me and sort of pointed me to what appeared to be kind of a business dispute happening between two partners where they were kind of mutually accusing each other of doing a bunch of really shady things on Instagram. And at the core of it was a business that they at the time allegedly had together where they were verifying people for fees that in the, was typically in the range of about $25,000 that somebody would pay to get verified on Instagram. And the method that I quickly figured out was that they were turning these people into fake musicians. They were setting them up with accounts on Spotify and uploading music for them, all to kind of fool Meta, which owns Instagram, into giving them the blue check and saying, yeah, this person's a musician. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, some might be wondering, Craig, what the big deal is that that folks were able to get these blue check marks. So just remind us, talk, talk a little bit about the bigger picture here and uh, what you think the investigation is truly revealing. Yeah, a a couple of things about it. So one is sort of going to the fundamentals of Instagram, which is, you know, huge and hugely popular platform. Can they actually deliver on verifying people so that you can have a certain amount of trust as you operate and go and look on the platform? And I think this investigation shows, first of all, that just because you see the blue check, which is supposed to be Instagram's own mark of approval saying this is who this person claims to be. Yeah. You know, that's not 100%. And you have to be even more careful now. You can't necessarily assume that they have verified all the right people. So it's an element of just kind of the fundamental ability of them to enforce and police their own platform. And then on top of that, you've got the fact that if people are being improperly verified, that can often help them increase the amount of, say, you know, sponsored posts that they can do. Brands might pay them more because they say, oh, they've got a verified account. Uh, and so there's often a financial benefit for people who get verified. And in the worst cases, someone who gets verified improperly, they could use that signal of credibility to scam or rip people off in certain ways. And so, again, it goes to kinds of, you know, the, the fundamental questions about how much can you trust a platform like Instagram, yeah. not only for, you know, the random things you see, but even for the stuff that the platform itself is supposedly giving a seal of approval on. Well, outside of this, this scheme, Craig, how does one typically get verified on Instagram? So they have they have rules which in a way seem really specific, but in another way they're kind of vague. Um, so they have. Is it easier than Twitter or more difficult? 
Well, you know, I think the programs are pretty similar. Um, There was a period where Twitter was actually halting its verification program because they were trying to figure it out. In the case of Instagram, you know, they have categories like, you know, a public figure or a musician or or if you're, you know, someone running for political office, you can get the check mark as well. And but there's always kind of a core element, which is that Instagram says accounts have to be authentic, unique complete and notable. And so these are kind of squishy terms, notable. What actually qualifies as notable? And in the case of getting a musician verification, it just meant you had to have about 10 or 12 articles on uh, about you that uh, being a musician, mm-hmm. you had to have, you know, profiles on Spotify and Apple. And that according to them meant that you were a notable musician. And um, the problem is it's easy to just pay and fake that stuff and get your blue check mark. Apparently. So so who are the folks you discovered that, that used this scheme to get verified? Yeah, so it was a, a wide range of people. Um, there was a decent category of people who sort of consider themselves to be influencers who are kind of trying to build a career out of sort of posting content on Instagram. Um, some of those folks uh, are also models on OnlyFans, which is kind of, you know, an X-rated platform where you can post content and people can pay to subscribe. And so a lot of the performers on OnlyFans, you know, they felt that if they had a verified account, it would sort of ward off scammers and also enable them to ensure that their account wasn't being removed. But then there were also people like jewelers, um, people who sell, you know, uh, who have retail businesses. We even found um, a surgeon in Toronto uh, and there was what? also, a, yeah, there was a surgeon he, and he actually, he already had a bit of a, a profile for not such great things. He's got a class action suit against him for alleged violations of patient privacy, which he is saying he will vigorously defend. Um, but there was a surgeon who wanted to get his account verified. He does plastic surgery and apparently he couldn't get it done. Oh, through, Dr. You know, Six. Dr. Six. Oh. Although on Spotify, he I'm was familiar. known as DJ Dr. Six. Ah, okay. No, I don't know him on Spotify, but I did know of him through Instagram. <laughs> Dr. Six, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Six, who's sort of, you know, an in- influencer slash physician. Oh yeah. He's super um, popular for cosmetic surgeries. This is it. And he, you know, he's always posting stuff from, uh, from his patients, but he got into trouble because he was posting things on social media without patient consent and also had cameras in his office without notifying patients of that as well. And so he was one of the people who actually apparently had paid to get himself verified. Wow. So so let's break down how the scam actually would work, because it's a little bit involved, Craig. So these influencers, they're not musicians, right? They, they would make an artist account on a music service like Spotify or Apple Music. How exactly did that then lead them to getting verified? Yeah. So basically they were, you know, they were going to these people who provided this as a service. And so, you know, once they paid their fee, the people running the service would start creating content uh, for them. Um, So, you know, they would get some songs and we found in at least one case, they were reusing the same song over and over again for people. And the service is going to create you a Spotify account. They're going to upload your music. They're going to put that music on Apple Music as well and some other platforms. At the same time, um, the clients were told to start posting images of them, you know, in designer clothing, things that made them look a little more sort of artisty. Um, in some cases, people we were told actually rented a space in a recording studio to get some oh photos gosh. of, you know, them in front of a microphone. This is ridiculous. So it really is. Did they yeah. actually have music on these these artist profiles? You know, there was there was a thing you could hit play on because I don't know it, how it you was, fake that part. You know, they I mean, the simple thing was one, they were just sort of using very basic looped beats. So it was not really a full song. It was, you know, maybe two parts uh, max. And it was mostly sort of electronic 
music. Um, and we did find that they reused the same songs sometimes. Uh, so it of was you know, easy for them to, you know, pay very little or just find free music online and upload it. And Spotify, you know, wasn't able to detect the duplicate files. And on top of that, they also paid to have the music uploaded to Spotify, get a certain number of streams. So it actually looked like people were were, were listening to it, which, again, sort of pushed the, the perception of popularity. Oh, they've got not only a profile, but they've got tens of thousands of streams on their songs. They've got a verified Spotify profile. And then they would also pay to place all these articles about the person promoting their music. Oh, so what would you say it was about these music services that actually allowed for this to work? Like what was missing there? Well, one of the things that Spotify told us is is that really you can actually use kind of these third-party services to distribute your music really easy to these platforms. And this is something that is you can imagine is convenient for real artists rather than having to sort of manage, say, five different streaming platform profiles. You can have one app that enables you to upload new music to all of them. But it's kind of a, a very quick and easy way to get verified profiles without having to you know, meet any real bar of authenticity. Uh, and so in the end, Spotify did really remove these profiles. And initially, they started removing the songs because the first thing that they confirmed with us was that you know, there were fake streams on them. You mentioned a few times about the, um, the articles that they would pay for um, to get on, on, on these blogs. How was that possible? And, and how did that help the articles? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's lots of, of websites like the one I work for where you can't really pay to have an article written about you, but there's plenty right. of others, you know, where where you can do that, um, where they present themselves as sort of independent music websites in this case or news websites. But really what they are is just a place that people can pay to play. They can pay and get an article placed. And so what we found was they were reusing the same kind of music uh, websites again and again to place uh, place articles about their artists. And we spoke to one person who runs a PR firm who was doing some of this work. And, he, you know, he said the volume was so high, he actually had no idea who was paying for it. He was just posting these on accounts that he had on all these websites. And and so, again, it's, you know, with Spotify and them, it's sort of this third-party service. You can get them uploaded quickly for your, your artist profiles. It was the same for the paid articles. You can actually go and, you know, pay for a, a PR service to get articles up really quickly. And nobody's really reading or checking, and they're just sort of up there. And pretty soon, Google is indexing them, and they're wow. available when people search on your name. And how much money were they paying for this? So what we were told is that typically the fee was about $25,000 per account per verification. Wow. Which is crazy. Uh, and I mean, I think for, just for the blue check mark, just for the blue check mark. And this is the thing that astounds most people. And, and, you know, the folks who were paying for this, some of them had a business reason where they felt it was going to help with their income. But in a lot of cases, it's just, it's just clout. It's just showing that, hey, I'm so legit that Instagram verified me. And it's people who obviously have an, enough money kicking around that they're willing to, to spend it on that. So people would go through all of this just to get verified, just for status, for clout. Yeah. I mean, you get a few things like uh, if people, you know, search on you, your your account comes up faster if you're verified. But but in terms of tangible benefits for a lot of these people, they just wanted to make it seem like, you know, they were so legit that Instagram had to make them verified. You checked in with with Spotify. What kind of response did you get from them? So Spotify, uh, you know, they they confirmed that, look, they said sort of, you know, fraud is a problem. People do pretend to be artists. People do pretend, and you know, to have more song uh, streams than they do. And so they said that, you know, they're always trying to investigate this. 
and detect these things. And we ended up sending them a, a list of close to 200 accounts that that we felt were part of this scheme. Oh, wow. And they've they've pretty much removed uh, most or all of them. Uh, and you know they and I'm sure that they hopefully they continue to keep looking because we're pretty certain that there's far more than just a few hundred that have gone through this process. What about Apple Music? Did you get a response? <laughs> Apple didn't say anything to us. Uh, we reached out. We shared uh, the same information, and, and Apple didn't say anything, but they have been removing some of these songs and some of these profiles, so they do seem to be taking action. And I'm curious, you, have you reached out to some of these schemers, including the surgeon and the, the jeweler? We did. Um, nobody wanted to talk to us. It was really disappointing uh, of, of these folks. You know, the, the one person who I did manage to get on the phone who had, you know, received the service and then, you know, had lost their badge later as Meta determined that, yes, they were fraudulently verified was a guy named uh, Nikki Gathright, who runs an influencer agency uh, out in L.A., and, you know, he and his partner and at least a few of their influencer model clients had all been verified um, when they are not musical artists. And, you know, when I spoke to him, he said he didn't know anything about uh, fake verifications or a fake paying for verification. And, and, and when I asked him if he's a musical artist, his response was to say, well, if you Google me, you'll see that I am because, you know, they bought all these articles and they placed all these profiles so that if you Googled him, yes, you would see that Nikki Gathright had music and other things out there. Mm hmm. In your investigation, Craig, you discovered two people that you believe were behind running this verification scheme. Tell us more about what you learned about them. Yeah, so these are the these are the two guys who were partners and then who had a dispute and sort of blew up the business as a result of their dispute. So the guy kind of at the core of it is named Dylan Shamoon. Uh, he's originally from Michigan. He lives in Miami. And uh, and he, as far as, you know, sources, you know, people who pay for the service, as well as people who were involved in the business itself, as well as his former partner, all said that, you know, he was the one sort of who came up with a way to to really scale this into something uh, quite large that could verify a lot of people. And he was the one getting the articles, getting all those things done and then submitting it to Meta and making sure that it happened. And after he was up and running doing that, he partnered um, with uh, another guy named Adam Quinn, who was actually a fairly prominent Instagram creator himself. He had an account with more than 2 million fans on it. And um, so Adam became kind of a, a referral partner where he would find lots of people who were interested in getting verified, refer them to Dylan, and Dylan wouldn't be able to get that done, and they would sort of split the money between them. And that was working well for, I guess, about six months or so until they had a dispute and everything started to, started to kind of blow up between them. Wow. Well, that's a lot there. That was Craig Silverman with a very interesting investigation from ProPublica. Thank you so much, Craig. This segment was produced by Andrew Merriweather and mixed by Ethan Schwab. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend.
Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.